Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. <laughs> Hi, GR Dad. How's it going? Uh, I've had coffee. How about you? <laughs> uh, I have not, but maybe I should because I would like some of your energy. Cocktail of the week is coffee and stevia. Yum. <laughs> That's very good. And if you're a super <laughs> follower, you have seen every detail of GR Dad's process of making coffee and stevia. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. There's a lot of details. So uh, we are podcasting from a distance. You were up in the great frozen north, and I am down here in tropical paradise. It's, again, hard to wrap my hand or head around the fact that it's 20 degrees here and it's 70 degrees there. Yeah, no kidding. And we're both complaining about the weather. <laughs> no, I, I'm happy with the weather. It was a little chilly earlier this week. I had the space heaters out, but it's fine now. How chilly was it? It was like 63 at one point. Oh my goodness, that's like sluggish <laughs> iguana weather. They're, they're not falling off the roof, but it's sluggish. There was an iguana on the roof this week. If you follow me over at uh, Jen Runs With Dogs, I I was like out with the dogs and I saw this thing on the roof. At first I was like, is it part of like a palm tree? And I was like, there are no trees higher than our roof. And then I was like, oh, it's an iguana that got up there and his tail was like hanging off the edge. So I uh, put my phone on a selfie stick and I've got a great video of him. And everybody's like, were you on a ladder? Did you climb onto the roof, Jen? But I just used a selfie stick and filmed the iguana. And he stayed looks, up there overnight. It looks scary because if you had been hanging off the roof where you were filming, you would fall far. Oh, yes. It, it would have been quite dangerous. A selfie stick is a lot less uh, scary. <laughs> yep. Um, so anyway, we'll we'll get all all into the trip up there and everything but i do have administrative corner first i love administrative corner <laughs> i know you do <laughs> um <laughs> which is uh so once again on instagram i got the challenge to get 1.09 million views on reels in a month which is just, i think it's just like how <laughs> they're paying people to do reels like you know you make huh. money on youtube because they share advertising you can make a little bit of money i mean we're not even talking tens of dollars like ones of dollars on tiktok um i mean if you were super popular you could maybe make a couple hundred bucks a month but uh you still get a little bit but then instagram wasn't paying anything for making reels which they want to be tiktok even though it sucks and so i think <laughs> the way that they're doing it is that this is just going to be like every month i get one of these challenges um, but anyway, once I hit the 1.09 million, I get the totality of the bonus that they offer. Um, and so we hit it this week. So I'm taking more Mark Zuckerberg's money. Awesome. I wonder if yeah. they know that you're also busting on them at the same time. Man, <laughs> if they, they knew suck. all the shit I talk about Facebook and Meta and their, and their nonsense, yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't give there's... me any money. Oh, well, I got it though. Thousand so, bucks for uh, so them. Thanks, is everybody. Nothing. Thanks for watching the reels. Yes, the content is excellent, though. Too, I gotta say, it's excellent. I mean, it's just bonus dog content shared from a slightly different account. But like, I post it on my running account, but then I cross post it over to the Golden Ratio. So as long as you're watching the Golden Ratio story, you're getting all of it anyway. So it's it's pretty easy. Just it watch has three seconds. Music. That's much better. Did I put music in some of it? Oh, like all of it. It's good stuff. Like Voodoo oh, Man. Oh, no, that's true. Like on TikTok, I do put the background songs. Yeah. 
Yeah, you do it's, it on the reels. I try to make it fun. Totally. Like the yeah. lazy vink is lazy, but lazy vink with music is inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for watching them. Uh, the challenge goes through, I think, January 23rd. So we'll see on January 24th or 5th if I get another challenge for the next month. And if I do, there will be more reels. If not, pfft, reels suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about dog updates. So here's what I've got on my to-do list, Ingo, just so you're you're prepared for what's on here. Oh, um, should have put pants talk on. About, oh. <laughs> no, no, no. You can, you can, I don't care about your pants. I can't see whether you're wearing pants. I don't want to know. This is going to get complicated. Uh, so we have to give, obviously, a road trip update, which has some twists and turns. Um, I'll give a Florida update. So let's start with the road trip. Yeah, so... Uh, let me jump in, and then you can always interject and shape as you wish. Um, so I left. I was going to leave on Saturday to get here on a Sunday so that we could start the training on Monday. Mon- training was always going to start on Monday. The, the guy's like, start on Monday. It's yep. MLK Day, but, you know, he's not a federal employee. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything to him. Um, and so then we started watching the weather report, mostly you, realizing that there was snow coming into D.C., pretty good amount of snow coming into D.C. on Sunday. And we just heard last week that there was a, what is it, 27-hour backup on (laughs) I-95 between Richmond and D.C., a a stretch of maybe 80 miles that usually takes you an hour. It took hundreds of people 27 hours because they kind of just shut everything down because there was ice and snow. Um, it shut itself down by cars being blocking everything. <laughs> and people couldn't get off the exits because they were frozen and full of other cars that had spun out. So, yeah. it, I mean, people actually were trapped in or near their cars for 25 hours and nobody really did anything about it. There was no National Guard. There was no one handing out blankets, no Red Cross. It was just kind of miserable. Yeah. And this is an hour from D.C. Great. Mm. So anyway, so we're a little sensitized to snow around D.C., which causes havoc, especially on 95, which is what I'm driving on. So we decided uh, that I would leave not on Saturday, but on Friday to get in on Saturday Um, and, you know, do the stopover Friday night instead of Saturday night. So I left on Friday and again, you know, Remy and Voods were signed up for this this class on on Monday, and you know we had all, I had all my the records and all the vaccination records and all the leashes and everything. I just took it all with me to be prepared for this for this class. And then what can, happened? Can I can I just interject real quick as you're of course. progressing here? So, and and maybe we're going to get there. Uh, one of the requirements for Voods to attend class is that he had all of his vaccines and we realized on Thursday that when we took him to get all of his vaccines like in December he had just had a seizure and so they didn't want to give him everything excuse me everything at once so they gave him his rabies but they had waited to give him his bordetella and distemper and lepto and so and he needed those and so I was like, oh, no. And so I called him. I'm like, you guys, could we get him in Friday morning when GR Dad is leaving for these vaccines? And they're like, sure. So you go. You get the vaccines. 
And then <laughs> on your way, I get the like documentation of the vaccines to send to the place and there's no distemper on there. So it is now Friday. Jared is on the road and Voodoo needs a distemper vaccination by Monday morning. So I'm just going to throw that in. No, that's great. That's exactly what the the loop that I was was going to set oh, okay. up. So, I mean, that, sorry that's the funny you. thing. We we were already impressed because I was thinking originally I'll drive a half day on Friday. I'll stay here as long as possible. I'll leave in the afternoon, and then drive a long day Saturday. And then we had to do the the vaccinations with Voods, which would have meant driving an hour to Marathon to get his shots, driving an hour back to our house, hanging out for three hours, and then meet putting Remy and Voods in the car and driving past Marathon again. It really bothered your efficiency meter, <laughs> and it makes sense. So I just left like six hours before I otherwise would have left and sort of did the vet on the way, and I was sort of patting myself on the back for being very efficient. Uh, and then I get, you know, you and I talk an hour after I've left Marathon, and I'm most of the way to Miami, and you're like, he needs distemper, and he didn't get his distemper shot while he was there because it wasn't a booster because he may not have ever had it right it wasn't really in the records as something that is renewed was renewable like the other ones so there i am there i was there i was driving with these two dogs on a what was it friday afternoon um and one of them needed a distemper shot to be able to start puppy classes on (laughs) monday so you spring into action I do. So I am like, I'm like, all right, I got to figure out how to do this. You're going to be to Maryland Saturday afternoon. No place is open on Sunday. So I'm like calling all of like the 24 hour vets. I'm like, can you give a distemper? And they're like, no, we don't do vaccines. I call all of them. And then all the actual vets offices are, of course, closed. And then I'm like, okay, are there any vaccination clinics? Like they might be open on the weekend. And like Petco has some and I check like every Petco in the D.C. area and their first available appointment is like on a Monday in March. (laughs) (laughs) Like Not helpful. And so at one point I called Ingo and I was like, I'm trying to find a place for him to get this. And Ingo's like, have you tried? I'm like, don't even talk to me. I've tried everything you've thought of and 10 things that you haven't thought of. I don't need your suggestions. (laughs) I think you were nicer about it than that. You were nicer than that. I didn't feel nicer than that. I felt very stressed out. And I was well, like, where are you? And, you know, how far are you driving today? And I'm like, okay, so tomorrow, if you leave, you know, if you go this many hours today, tomorrow, you could be in Richmond, Virginia at, you know, 10 a.m. or whatever. Let me see if I can find a Petco that'll do a vaccination in freaking Richmond in the morning on saturday and i found one what was your point like 11 30 so we we organized where you were going to spend the night based on you leaving at like 8 a.m to arrive in richmond this like strip mall petco to get a distemper vaccine i mean this is one of like the most precarious things you're driving you have an 11 it, the appointment was actually like 11 26 a.m 20, it was very precisely timed. 26. It's the four-minute <laughs> slot. At this particular Petco. And uh, and it worked. Yeah. It, I rolled in there like 11.15, found the place, and, and they're like, he's a good boy. And I was like, yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Vood's got his shot, and and we were on our way. I the logistics are hilarious. I picture like old timey, you know, like navigator, uh, big, you know, map board, and you have this like little <laughs> compass, and you're kind of walking off distances. You're drawing a radius around, you know. Fayetteville, North Carolina, you're like, oh, if he makes it three hours, he could make it to, you know, this by daybreak or whatever. It's just very I mean, it literally was kind of like that. Yeah, I know. You just do it in your head, in your head and digitally. I think, you know, I think more visually. Google Maps and a lot of web searches. Yeah. But it worked. We got that distemper vaccine right on time. Yeah. Sent it to the place, everything. And I avoided any snowstorm. I rolled in, you know, Saturday evening. Um was yeah. tired and the boys were were tired and a little bit sore um and then we had all sunday that was kind of a snow day because it did end up dumping quite a bit of snow um and then monday was you know everyone had kind of dug out and it's a holiday around here so there's no school so no school buses so traffic was real light uh so monday morning wasn't dramatic driving them to dropping them off at school so can we talk about how much they both love being together in maryland Yes, they've really found each other. I mean, it's been... Oh, my God. It just shows how different the dynamics are when you have, you know, different dogs. Because usually, I think, when they've tried to start playing, Guac always interjects himself. Or, or they, yeah. everyone focuses on Guac because he's the biggest or he looks like he he looks likely to play. So, Voods is like, oh, Guac. Um, and, but, but then Guac, Guac gets distracted by the all ball. The time. Guac, yeah. yeah, he just walked away. He walks away and, like, has a ball and is like... Are any of you knuckleheads going to throw the ball for me? And Woods is like, I just want to bite your ear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here, these two have kind of found each other where, you know, Woods kind is of. like, well, another brown dog. I'll just bang into this brown dog and chomp on him. And Remy's like, oh, my goodness, this guy stays around and plays with me. And I can actually keep his attention when I do my, you know, play bow and my woofs and my my wags. And, and so they're just... Thick as thieves now. They they just they almost make little play dates where you can kind of see them barking at each other. Boots <laughs> barks, and then they both run out and they just start wrestling out there. It seems to be more fun than wrestling inside, which is cold but fine. Um, but they they're also wrestle inside. Yeah, they're just having a good time. They they've really got a good uh, arrangement going, and it's it's great to have two of them. Right? I'd feel I think I would whether this is true or not feel bad. If they either of them were here alone, that they were bored or lonely, and that certainly is not the case right now. They're doing great. I, I think you totally made the right move bringing Voods, and um, we're not going to talk too much about the training, but they're they're doing great. They both love it. They're learning all sorts of stuff. Um, if you're a super follower on the Patreon, you're getting all the videos um, of training because uh, Michael, the trainer, sends us like 20 videos a day, which is awesome. So they're both, uh, their recall is better. They're both doing a sit now, including Voods, who I thought was untrainable. Um, <laughs> Michael snacks. has been working. He sent us a video where he's just got like toilet paper rolls on the floor. <laughs> and he's hopefully going to train Voods not to eat them or train us to train Voods not to eat them. So, um, I mean, I can leave toilet well. paper rolls on the floor if you want. That's <laughs> No, don't do that. He'll eat them. I'm very he's, receptive he's not there to this. Yet. No, he's not. Um, so anyway, that's that's the Maryland side of things. Uh, so I am left with four dogs, and holy heck, is it calmer here in Florida <laughs> with Remy and Voods gone? I think Walk is a little sad because he doesn't really have anybody to play with. Um, 
though i'm taking him for lots of walks and we're doing stuff but everybody here is so mellow they're just like yeah, the upside is he is can gone. he can play with his avocado all day because no one's going to shred it, Remy, and then eat it. Yes, Ooh. all the toys yeah. are the stuffed toys are out. In fact, there's two avocados out because we have you know avocados and backup avocados, and Brody sometimes <laughs> has one. Brody's you know flipping around on his back doing the pizza slice. There, everybody here is happy. Um, so the dogs here are good. Um, the life here has been less than calm with all the construction going on uh the the seawall the rocks are mostly in place um we're waiting who knows when it will happen for them to actually put the concrete in to back it and then we're gonna get sand on the beach and new rocks and stuff um, and then a dock then the dock and then the dock i've who knows when the dock's gonna happen yeah. uh, but they don't, we don't have to pay them until they put the dock in and so they do have some motivation at this point i think to do it <laughs> um, they're just low on people. I mean, the, this guy is great. It's, there's just labor problems here like everywhere. Um, and then the spalling, which is the all the work fixing the concrete in our house, is basically done. They did kind of take off the edge of the porch and recast the concrete with, like, new rebar and everything. So we're waiting for them to kind of come and paint and put our screens back on. So... Yeah, they um, took out they took out the railing, right? So there's a hole there, which is very. There scary. is a hole. They took because they didn't want to be going up and down in the elevator all the time, so they just took part of the railing off and used a ladder, and then they didn't put it back on when they <laughs> cast the concrete. So you can just walk <laughs> right off the porch. I've got actually like the little foldy thing that we used to have in the kitchen before the baby gate. Like that's oh, yeah. up there now. I've got some stuff out there to block the. I mean, hole, it is, again, it's good that you don't have Remy who can't see and might launch or voods who would just push through the baby gate if there was something interesting down down on the beach yeah and i was trying to uh to keep them away from the freshly applied concrete on like the day they put it in and uh and of course they're all very interested in the (laughs) concrete they had done at the beginning of the day i mean they're just bringing it up in buckets right there wasn't that much um was you know, like if I pushed really hard, I could make a little dent in it, but it was pretty solid. But the stuff they'd put in at the end of the day was still impressionable. So I put a hopper paw print in it. So I there will be a, a brilliant. Yeah, it's there will be a hopper paw print out on the porch. I mean, it's there. It casted concrete right now. So um, she was like, why are you pushing me so close to the edge, Jen? I was like, don't worry, Hops. I just <laughs> want to put your foot in here and then we'll be done. I um, think that's good karma for the house. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, um, our elevator has been squeaky. There's like rollers on the inside that look kind of like wheels, and they've been squeaking for a while. And it's you might have like heard not- it on some of the some of the snaps. It sounds like there's a dog crying, but it's just it this roller squeaking. It, it's really bad for our nerves, and <laughs> uh, not dangerous. But we're like, well, let's fix it. And so on Wednesday, he fixed it, and uh, and then Wednesday night after he left, I was like you know bringing the dogs out bringing them back in and we're like halfway up and there's this big like banging sound and then the elevator kind of stops going up there's a bunch of panels that like cover the actual like mechanics there's like a chain and the wheels and stuff there it goes up and down and one of those panels like was literally like a quarter inch out of line Um, and I think the bang was it just sort of like sliding you know getting knocked by something and then the elevator like the motor worked it just wouldn't go up anymore so i called the and guy and i they the and you, you had a full place. elevator with with 
all the dogs. Yeah, I mean, it could go down. So that yeah. was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the elevator repair place is in West Palm Beach. It's like four hours from here. So I called the guy. He'd only left like half an hour before. I'm like, I know you just left. Just whenever you're back could you please come fix this and he's like oh you know i'm actually like he stays down here for two days so he's like i'll come tomorrow and i was like all right thinking to myself i'm gonna have to bring brody and hops up and down the stairs roughly 10 times before he gets here tomorrow Ugh. um and so i i took we've got those little wedges that you have like at a restaurant that you put under a table leg or a chair leg if it's wobbly because the porch isn't perfectly level and I hate wobbly furniture. So I've got like a bunch of those. So I took like two of those and managed to like, after a lot of weird stuff where that involved a headlight headlamp and me jumping into the elevator shaft and climbing out, I managed (laughs) to take two of those and wedge the wobbly panel in a way that the elevator most of the time could get up. Okay. So, I did a lot of up and downs with the dogs with that little hack in place till he was able to fix it. Can, can you imagine if that happened when they had the stairs disassembled in front? Oh, my God. Would have been a well, real issue. Same thing. Yeah. You would have lived downstairs with the dogs for a, few, for a day. <laughs> I would not. I don't know what you would have done. I know how to solve problems. This is my I anxiety. I would have carried the dogs up the skinny little staircase. This is why I get anxious. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all fine. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's that's what's going on here. Um, the only other dog update to give is that we're coming up on about a month of having had CB wear the halo, the mm-hmm. electromagnetic wave halo on his head twice a day, every day for four to six weeks. We're, we're about four weeks now. I don't think he's doing a damn thing for him. <laughs> he's no less anxious as far as I can tell. That dog still looks at me and pants and makes a lot of noise every night after dinner. Yeah, it does look cute. I mean, you know, it's it so looks cute. good to have the halo on there. <laughs> I mean, I'll stick it out for another two weeks so we hit the full four to six, but I'm uh, disappointed so far. Maybe he's got such no a one... thick skull that nothing penetrates. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he's sleeping right now, though, so that's good. Um, oh, yeah. Before we come off of dog news, we do need to give our awards. And since I have been unmotivated to podcast until today, Friday, we can actually pick the actual award winners here. Um, since you had to drive the dogs up to Maryland for training, neither of them get low maintenance dog of the week. Fair so enough. I get to pick from here and I'm going to pick Vink because she's actually been quite good this week. Vink is always quite good. She's owner, always her like own little, little thing. Yeah. Guac has been a little pouty. Um, <laughs> Hops and Brody, you know, have both been fine, but had their anxieties and, and whatever. So Vink's been really good. So she gets low maintenance dog of the week. But I think first place dog, formerly achievement of the week, would have to be a tie of Remy and Voods because they've both d- been doing amazing work in training. Yeah, yeah, and and in socializing each other. Oh, very it's good. So very good. Happy. I I mean, you're like ten minute videos of them playing. I'm like, I'm gonna watch this whole thing because I just love it so much. Oh, they're like not even a minute long, Jen. Not even a minute. They feel really long for internet. Short content. attention span theater. Yes. No. I know. I know. Well. Because they're always doing something fun. (laughs) They're always doing something interesting. There's always a butt attack or a (laughs) pin or they lie on top of each other and pant. It's funny. So there's a, you don't have the trophy up there, but they get the trophy. They get to share first place dog this week. I'll I'll tell them. I'll make sure to tell them. Yes. Okay. Well, tell them that they can do their photo shoot when they're back. I'll sit them down. Maybe I'll film myself telling them that. (laughs) Um. 
Oh, so red, uh, we'll, what did it, Guac Guac met some raccoons last night? Did that happen? Oh, we just we just sort of saw some raccoons walking past. It was not very exciting. His ears two, got perky. Two doors from our house. These are I mean, potentially raccoons neighbor all. raccoons. I don't like it. <laughs> Lizards? I like. Raccoons? Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. So the last thing I have on my list and go, and this was a request from you for me to put on the list, was about you making me into a diamond when I die. <laughs> she said, put it, put it on the list that I want to talk about making you into a diamond when you die. So it's on the yeah. list. There it is. How did this come up? There's a, there's, someone sent us a GIF of, was it from a show? Someone proposing from to Ozark. someone. Ozo, okay. Then the the dude is proposing, you know, is like gives her the ring with a diamond on it, and she goes, "Oh, it's beautiful." And he goes, "It's my mother." And she goes, "Oh, it's your mother's ring?" No, that's my mother. And I guess the plot line is that that diamond is his mother's ashes made into a diamond, which we know all and about. So there, was, so there was some banter. Yes, that's right. There's there some banter back and forth, and then you know, I should do that to you, and then you're like, "Oh, I'll leave you a lock of hair, and you can do it." And I'm like, "I'm not putting you in a diamond." That's like I would 100% sad. turn part of you into a diamond. I'll have like my original OG Golden Ratio Squad diamond, and then I'll have a U diamond. You don't need much of you. I guess. I mean, that's a way to like, what, remember me? Yeah. Huh. How about a I mean, photograph? I love that diamond that I got made out of all the dog's fur. <laughs> that is it's very beautiful. That's sweet. Yeah, no, that's right. But how about just a photograph of me? It's weird that you have a diamond made out of me. <laughs> I'm just weird. This is a very weird metaphysical trans transmutation. It feels like alchemy. I'm making a human Maybe. into a diamond. Well, what you know, you're all we're all made out of carbon. What we, the heck? Humans in the diamonds. It's probably good this didn't happen in the Middle Ages. They would have been harvesting people like crazy. Be like, I'm diamonds. We're gonna make freaking diamonds out of these guys. <laughs> now I know that the cost to make the diamond i think exceeds the value of the diamond so it probably isn't oh, by economical far. by far engineered diamonds are really cheap to buy engineered diamonds an engineered yeah. diamond you know the diamonds you make from whatever the dog fur or ash from or humans whatever, like. you're making from humans it's or soil humans. I mean, diamond the, yeah the company that we worked with at turnova they do memorial diamonds of humans and they've got they've actually got very beautiful testimonials on their websites of like some woman and her daughter died in a car crash she was like 22 and the mom had like locks of her hair and you like you don't need much to make these things and sent them in and had this had a little pendant made and i don't know i think i'm too old-fashioned i think i just want an urn if if this were to happen there's a lot of suppositions assumptions and plot lines that aren't being you know explored right like if you you if you have somebody cremated and you use their ashes to make the diamond it's like two tablespoons of ashes that you send i just don't but that i don't i think the ashes you, are you more like it respectful saying. memorial i'm just saying we did differ on this the ashes are a more traditional memorial and i guess i'm but more you can traditional do both. there i haven't well, i'm saying my, you can do both i haven't wrapped my head around having you as a freaking diamond i'm not too terribly happy with look the, you're the one who put it on the list Look, I don't you like know? thinking these things, thinking about these things. Wait, I can't believe you're making me you talk about this. Because <laughs> it's funny. It's, fu- it's oh, a funny concept to consider that you're making diamonds out of people. I guess I'm kind of exploring the Eterneva business Eternava. model a little bit. Eterneva, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's sort of bespoke and small, and they don't expect a ton of people to do it. They're, it's very hands-on what they do. 
in terms of just like people talking to you and like the updates like you're not just in a automated system like you've got a person and their job is walking you through it yeah and they are very respectful and they don't you know they're just uh it is a very pleasant process i'm just still not ready to embrace it for a human being oh there we go just want to have that discussion on the air share a little bit of our secrets I'm not diamondizing okay. you anytime soon. I'm not going to kill you to make a diamond because I could just cut your, a lock of your hair off and make a diamond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'd have you and a diamond. Now we're talking. If I had a pile of diamonds and you, I have no objections. No objections. Okay. I, I support that. Okay. Uh, okay. German word of the week or keys, taste of the keys first? Uh, I'll do German word. Um, it's, the word is Pustekuchen, P-U-S-T-E-K-U-C-H-E-N. It's something Uh, cake. Yeah, literally it means like puff of breath. Puste is like breath. Um, or, you know, if you're pusting on something, puste, like you blow out a candle, puste die Katze aus, you you like, you know, blow on something is pusten, the verb. Um, but this really, I don't think, has anything to do with it. I saw a lengthy Wikipedia article about the derivation of the word, and it doesn't really have anything to do with blowing on a cake. Um, apparently, it's from from some Yiddish phrases. Uh, this, you use it in the sense of um, fiddlesticks. Like, that's not going to happen. You know, I, I thought I was going to pass the exam, but Pustekuchen, nothing. You know, I failed. Like, huh? Yeah, you know, like there's no chance that 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 ha- that that was going to happen. You know, we thought, whatever, the pandemic would be over by now. But Pustekuchen, you know, that was a stupid dream. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stupid hope. It has it? It's not exactly that, but it has an undercurrent of that. Like Pustekuchen did not interesting, happen. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, fiddlesticks. Kind of like I don't know. Would you say, f- f- but fiddlesticks. I don't know. I thought that was good when I was reading it. Now I'm thinking it sounds ridiculous to me. Who says fiddlesticks? Not even me. Not even me. That's a sort of old school word. Yeah. So Pustekuchen. Don't don't get your hopes Pustekuchen. up. Pustekuchen. It, 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 is you know, is that, it an old timey word in German too, or is it like people <sighs> yeah, use it? now? No, it's probably more old fashioned. I think. I mean, heck, it, from my perusal of German social media, Germans just use English words now when they're when they're convenient and, and easier. They're, I mean, they're so, it's almost a, a mishmash in um, colloquial speak these days. People have no problem using just English terms for lots of things. That makes my but, life easier. Yeah, I mean, they'll just be like, burn out this or, you know, or I don't know, something, aggravation or, uh, ag- no, that's Australians, but still aggro. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they'll just use, you know, English terms that are very, common and are very descriptive they won't try to you know put the german phrase to it kind of the opposite of what what i'm doing now <laughs> anyway Pustekuchen is probably uh, is something you know more of what my parents would have said yeah you know now now you'd say you know bullshit or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> um but it is a word and i think it's also a pastry but i think the pastry might have <laughs> happened afterwards but anyway <laughs> 
I, I mean, I would totally do that. I'd be like, I'm going to make a Pustekuchen. Yeah, I think I think it exists, but I'm not. Oh, I it is. I'm looking at it. a picture of it right now. Yeah. Except it's all described in German. <laughs> uh, well, if you just Google Pustekuchen, you probably got the same pictures I did. So that's why I'm thinking this. Yeah, it's cake. it's kind of like a domed cake. It looks like a like if you made a single layer cake, except it's got a big dome on the top. So I think it just poofs up. There you go. I wonder if I can get a recipe for it. Maybe I'll make it. Cool. That would be interesting. Making the cool. thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the re recipes are in German, too. Well, Google could translate. It's got chunks of orange in it. Yum. <laughs> what? No. It's Why do you guys make everything into a fruitcake? It's what we know. It's, it's what we do. <laughs> Fruits are right, exotic. Well, I, Fruits are I'll exotic, Jen. This. The fact that there aren't English recipes for it means that, like, no one outside of Germany has decided it's a good idea to make this thing. Oh, it's got a weird cream layer in the middle. All right. Oh, I, I can see your challenge accepted activating. For, for den Teig. What does Teig mean? Teig. Teig. T-E-I-G. Teig. Yeah, I'm sorry. Teig. Dough. 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 Okay. So butter, sugar, vanilla, eggs, flour, baking powder. I think that's vanilla. What's... Fursich. <laughs> with a P? Yeah. Fursich. With a P. Yeah, it's not it's not silent in German. Fursich soft. Fursich is peach. Peach juice you put in this. Oh, there maybe it's go. a peach flavor. For Ma. the filling, Zana Schmand. Schmand is uh is what what's sort of the greasy schmeary stuff that isn't butter lard yes Schmand. or shortening 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 i think is better but lard i think is is is, is what it is zana steif i think it's it's something that keeps keeps whipped cream stiff some kind oh, of gelatin like cream or something of tartar cream of tartar there you go look at you Maybe. with your knowledge yeah the word means whipped cream stiff <laughs> okay and so they're so it's peaches it's not oranges i saw in there so it looks and that sounds for, like for the filling it's kind of like a whipped creamy buttercream with peaches in it peaches are good and then what's biza what is it Zoom? oh this is, must be powdered sugar just for the topping. All right, so it's kind of a peach cake. Well, that doesn't look terrible. All right, I'm bookmarking <laughs> it. I'll let you know how okay. it turns out. I better go buy some peaches. Excellent. <laughs> okay, uh, for Taste of the Keys this week, uh, not a lot going on in the Keys, which is a good thing. Uh, though, to, interestingly, two different stories of dudes in Marathon getting arrested for threatening women with knives. Um, but the big news is that, uh, so the Seven Mile Bridge that we talk about there was an old seven mile bridge. It was like originally for the railroad, the overseas railroad. Um, and the railroad got destroyed in the thirties, 1935 Labor Day hurricane. Like part of it, it was extremely, one of the most serious hurricanes to hit the U S and killed 400 people who were working on the railroad, washed out parts of it. So the railroad stopped then and, uh, they turned it into a road basically for driving and so the old seven mile bridge that you would drive on was just like the old railroad track. I mean, they took the tracks off, but it was like 
one lane in each direction, really narrow, no shoulder, just like a metal railing on the side. That's fucking terrifying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, so anyway, they eventually built a new seven mile bridge, which is the one that you drive on now, which is still really narrow. Um, and there's a little bit of a shoulder and then it drops off into the one, ocean. One lane um, in each direction and people bike on the shoulder and run you've run on the shoulder people do run and walk on the shoulder sometimes which is but it's like the shoulder is not a full lane wide like if you break down you can't just pull into the shoulder and get off the road the every all the traffic in the keys then stops uh because the bridge is blocked it's it's still terrifying it, it takes a little bit of nerves to drive on that bridge if you're if you get nervous about those things i don't but like i can see how it freaks people out um so anyway the old bridge they don't take down the old bridge is still there and about two 2.2 miles of it you could walk on they cut big chunks out so people just don't mess around on the unmaintained bridge but there's a an island called pigeon key um that you can only get to by boat or through that old span of bridge that's kind of in the middle and uh there's we actually like we walked over there once and they've got like some historical camps where the uh, railroad workers lived but so you could kind of bike on that old span of bridge you could fish off of it you could walk on it and they closed it in I think late 2016 or early 2017 to renovate it and then Hurricane Irma blew through so it was already closed and they were working on it and then Hurricane Irma came through in 2017 and then um, they worked on it for a couple of years and then COVID slowed it down. So finally this week it has reopened. They started working on it in 2017 and five years later, this 2.2 mile stretch of the old bridge has finally reopened for pedestrian and, uh, bike traffic. I'm going to go run it today. That's my plan for the afternoon. I'm going to drive 45 minutes up to marathon and run 4.4 miles, basically, run to the end and run back. Uh, but it's open again. It looks amazing from the photos I've seen. Like the asphalt is new, which it, yeah. there's nowhere in the Keys where the asphalt is new. And it, the yeah. railing is all painted blue. It looks really nice. And, I mean, the cool thing is, like, you walk two miles out into the middle of the ocean. You know, yeah, like, you're, you're, you just, can look down either side, and it's, like, 30 feet down to the water. It's pretty yep, high up. And you yeah. can see all the Gulf of Mexico on the right, and then look past the new bridge and the Atlantic ocean on the left. It's very cool. So I'll post a bunch of pictures of that. Um, uh, Jen runs with dogs, but that's pretty cool. So it was a big thing. Everyone was very excited that finally, after five damn years, <laughs> this thing is open again, <laughs> but they, they did a good job. I mean, they, they obviously did a lot of like structural renovation work in addition to, you know, repaving it and painting and putting up new railings. It is very dramatic how the old bridge, the rest of the, seven mile span is just kind of falling into the ocean i mean it's a it's amazing to see it decompose really you know it's 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 yeah. still around which is surprising but there really are i mean if you draw if you were in a boat you wouldn't want to be underneath it because there's you know probably steel and concrete that fall off occasionally and it just doesn't look safe or and repairable if you've, uh, if you've seen us talk about fred the tree fred the yeah. tree is growing on the old span it's an australian pine that a quite big Australian pine that has just grown on the old roadbed. And I think it's making its own dirt at this point. It like grows in its own decaying needles. <laughs> and 
uh, much beloved and survived Hurricane Irma and, and everything. It's, and is it is the Christmas tree for the Seven Mile Bridge? Yeah, people c- climb up there, whatever the opposite of rappelling is. They boat over there. <laughs> they climb up onto the old span with rope because there's no way to get up on it. Um, yeah with christmas decorations and they actually have some hanukkah decorations and little signs and they decorate fred for the holidays and then take it down at the end fred the tree is a great keys thing yep so there you go that's that's everything we've got this week you Ingo, oh, i was gonna say another? that oh go ahead sorry the joke was gonna be that if you had actually tried to get on the roof with the lizard with the ladder yeah that you would have been conch life you know, like Florida woman. <laughs> I would have been Florida woman trapped, falls off roof trying to or, pet Or, you know, a better version, trapped on roof <laughs> after ladder knocked off and her only friend is a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking last night about there's actually plenty of escape routes off the roof. Ugh. Some more dangerous Damn. than others. I, my palms are sweating right now <laughs> thinking about being trapped on that roof. I, can ha- I have the stress response right now, anxiety. I have anxiety, Jen. Ugh. All right, but look. Even other than the fact that you can, in fact, drop right onto the front porch, you can also drop onto the roof of the RV at this point. That's probably even closer. I am almost shaking. That I don't have. (laughs) Oh my god, that's it! Like I can also picture myself falling twenty feet to my death, (laughs) missing the roof of the RV. I'm not very good at this jumping balancing (laughs) thing. Well, I will be in charge of the logistics if we ever get stuck someplace high and have to escape. Yeah, I mean, if the water comes up to the roof, I will gently slide off into the water. I'm fine with that. But no, I don't like to. Think <laughs> We're of fucked if the water comes up really to the far. roof. I don't. I don't. I don't like going up to the edge of things and looking down. Makes me Interesting. weird. Very yeah, weird. That, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I can do it, but I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, Ingo. I think we're done. Okay. With the podcast. I, <laughs> Just with the podcast. I. Agree. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> you and Thank me are you. good. Uh, <laughs> you get another week up in Maryland. I will see you in yeah. one week and one day. You will be is back that, here finally. How far is it to Valentine's? I don't have to get you a present yet. Okay, good, 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 good. No. We got, uh, we got some time for Valentine's. We got like three weeks till Valentine's Day, and you don't have to get me a Valentine's Day present anyway. I should get you a cameo. And then you'd merch. have to make it. I'll get you some merch. I'll get you some <laughs> golden ratio merch. <laughs> oh it's God. free. It's almost it's like it's free. <laughs> uh, if anybody wants a uh, Valentine's Day cameo, this is a good time to request it. It would suck to be like February thirteenth, like you and me just frantically making fifty <laughs> Valentine's Day cameos because everybody thinks about it at the last minute. We oh, would do that- it. If that happens, we'd have to analyze the gender distribution. It is more likely to be <laughs> the dude who wakes up at 10 p.m. and is like, oh, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. Does 7-Eleven still have flowers? Uh, oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, you don't, I mean, you can totally make me a video, but please don't do it through Cameo. Because they're just going <laughs> to take 25% of your money or whatever, 30%. I, don't, I think paying for access to your own life. I mean, it'd be like taking pictures of your dogs to show to you later. I mean, that's probably not a great use of But like my the cameo is even worse because like you're paying money for you to make me a thing <laughs> where you could have just made me the thing and not paid the money. Or just giving uh, you the money. <laughs> or you could just give me the 50 bucks. Yeah. 
I guess or there are better options. And save yourself the cameo fee. You know, I'm just going to write you a card and get you some flowers. That, How's that? That sounds great. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us and uh, for your patience as I mustered my enthusiasm to podcast, which took a couple days. And um, we'll have another remote podcast for you next week. Until then, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. Yes. Bye. Bye.